0: Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I have some good news for you. The hottest take. It's back. Oh, yeah. Monday through Thursday, four times a week, you hear from me, Chris Ryan, Sean Fantasy, Mallory Rubin, Wazdeen Lambry, Van Lathan, June Lippman, many other ringer staffers. You get one take, you got to defend it to the death. Sports takes, pop culture takes, food takes, airplane takes? Oh, yeah. It's coming back. First episode drops August 29th. Shout out, Sack Agri. The majesty. Oh, my goodness.
1: It's professional wrestling. Champion, champion,
0: champion.
1: seconds.
0: Championship. A thousand percent confirmed. Not mage.
1: Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Mut, mut 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 mut
0: mut Oh I'm sorry Oh oh I'm sorry mut Oh. oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. that guy, Grant. I like the delicious chicken. It was Rappod. It was Repug. It's professional.
2: It's professional. It's professional. Wrestling. Wrestling.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and rec podcast is on. It's called Cheap Heat. This is the go-home-adjace edition of Cheap Heat as we stare WrestleMania 39 right in the face. And I currently am staring right in the face, the one and only physically large, coming to you from Philadelphia, Stat Guy Greg.
2: Thank you, Pete. And I got to say, I'm also staring in your face. And these are two handsome faces to be staring at.
1: If you're being honest, what you're saying is not untrue. You know? Right, right, right. Two very large heads, um... Staring each other right in the face. SGG's head more long, my head more, more round. round. Yeah, yeah, but still I, handsome. Thank you. Still, I think both. both still I think that's very, very true. Now, were you always known as a tall-headed human being? Yes. This goes back to childhood. Were you made fun of about this in the streets of Harlem?
2: Well, I was made fun about this in the streets of in in, in all streets. If I'm being honest, in the streets. <laughs> In the streets of Harlem, uh, in in the streets of Belize, in the in the streets of, of everywhere, when the, when a the roast session breaks out, I knew I needed to have a hat on, otherwise um, it someone's was gonna notice. Now, it, yeah, it yeah, had so.
1: it wasn't as noticeable when you had hair though, right?
2: Um, no, but when they when you know when I rock a light Caesar, and I was like lankier and skinnier back in the day, so like you see the the pointiness of the top of the head. So you you are confirmed way more. You are
1: Dan Aykroyd and Coneheads to Jace <laughs> It's a fact. It's a fact. Why did you shave? Why did you shave the head? Where you? Was it all going? It was.
2: I saw a retreat happening. When when they're not holding the line, you know what? You gotta you gotta call off the war. The yeah, battle. you couldn't.
1: You didn't try to Sam Roberts the situation. and Hold on for dear life. You said, "Let's move." Oh forward. no,
2: no. Yeah, I got out early. I got out early. Baldies was having a resurgence. Yeah. Uh, it was shout the out time. to time. It was a yeah, time. Yeah, it, it absolutely was. So I was like, you know what? If it's going to happen, I had to just, I, I would love to pull a reverse uh, a Jada kiss. Excuse me, not a reverse Jada kiss, but a, a Jada kiss and just go from bald to having like a tight hairline, low seat, but but those days are behind me.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, good for you. You made yeah. the right decision. You made the mature decision. And here we sit. SGG, what, uh, by the way, everyone, um, Dipperstein will be doing the, the Friday program, I believe this week. So today SGG and I will do our preview for the weekend and talk about the week that was for quickly what is going on outside the ring. The biggest news outside
2: the ring and I was going to say believe it or not but I'm sure we can all believe this is uh some CM Punk AEW John Moxley. I haven't heard this shenanigans. Yet. Hmm. Um so just briefly apparently there was a message board post by Dave Meltzer um where he mentioned that CM Punk didn't want to lose to John Moxley uh, during one of those world title matches. Um, I believe it was the one on a dynamite that was right before the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And CM Punk immediately comes back out, posts a long message on his IG stories that it didn't, it didn't make it the full 24 hours. He deleted it, but he basically called Meltzer a liar. He sent the shot at Jericho Um he said that he didn't refuse to lose to Moxley. Moxley refused to lose to him. Um, he went he went to Tony to make sure that was what Tony wanted, and Tony said sure, and that the only reason he didn't want to participate in the match, um, which was what Meltzer reported, was because he wasn't medically cleared, and he didn't want to have a match without being medically cleared, even though they both told him like it could be a squash. You know, you wouldn't have to get cleared for it to be a squash. But, 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 but he was completely against it. Um ended wait, up oh, doing the
1: match. Who who wait, it, this is Mox or Punk who was against it?
2: Punk was against it because it. Punk was injured and he wasn't medically cleared. And um I believe the lot he used in his post. This was, was the day. leg,
1: this was the leg thing, right? Wasn't this when he hurt himself celebrating? Yeah. It's that yeah. time, right? Okay. So this wasn't like a head injury. This wasn't like a your well being on the line kind of injury. Right. Just just in terms of like, because I could see the argument in a squash situation, if it's about someone's head still being like, no, I don't want to do anything.
2: Right. And then he's and like, I think he still did the match. Um, Mox won. Mox was the interim champ. He became the the champion. And then I believe Mox dropped it back to Punk a couple of weeks later. Um, But he just basically came out and said, I didn't want to do the match because I was injured, not because of any like shenanigans which then led to Meltzer going on his radio show and apologizing for even commenting on the whole thing. Oh. Um, I don't know if that's because he got a call from Tony or somebody else, or if he was that, you know, he felt that bad about putting the punk thing out there and making punk comment, um, but Meltzer apologized. And now John Moxley is on Renee Paquette's podcast.
1: Okay. I, I know how she's able to book him.
2: The new... <laughs> <laughs> the newest episode, um, and he's—I haven't listened to it yet, but I've seen some um, poll quotes, and he's—he's he's definitely talking about the situation. And I feel like you know that is the biggest news coming from outside the ring. And I would—I would love for some AEW news to be, you know, news that the company wants out. They do have that reality show that just dropped, All Access. I haven't tapped in yet, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna at least check out the first episode. You're curious that one you're actually slightly curious about? Yeah, I'm slightly curious about it. Cause I mean, listen, anytime one of these companies peel back the curtain, even though this it's AEW, so they are like see through curtains, but any anytime the company peels back the curtain, you gotta at least peek in and see what's going on.
1: Yeah. I was driving in Los Angeles last week and did see, um, or I guess that was two weeks ago now, the week before last, and did see a big AEW all access uh uh poster billboard there you go that's the word billboard uh right on sunset um it's just I I listen I'm curious to see how they do it like what is their version of this kind of show. Um it's just it's it's just like when you see the people on it, yeah like I I understand how people like us would be interested. It's, It's I'm curious about how many people they could get to be interested outside of us. Like, what is the hook going to be for the show besides that they're wrestlers? Because we have seen that done. And, you know, the the right. uh, WWE eventually got it right with Divas. Um, but that had a different appeal in them making it all women, you know? And, and it was more of a show for women. Right. Which that Which then led to Bellas, which was sort of similar. And by the way, we didn't have an episode of this show, though I know Shoemaker covered it. We didn't have a, this a show, an episode here, where we discussed the the Bellas giving up the Bella moniker.
2: Right? Yeah, they're going back to, they're going back to their roots. They're Nikki Garcia, Brie Garcia. Um, I, what the hell happened here? <laughs> and I listened to their podcast where they discussed this a little bit, and they said that they mutually agreed to part ways with WWE, and that in doing so, they felt that it was time for them to. To go back to the Garcia name. Um, they thought about using their their uh married last names, you know, Danielson and uh a Russian last name that I know I cannot pronounce.
1: That probably wouldn't have helped Nikki's branding, if I'm gonna be honest.
2: No, no. So they 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 decided they were gonna go back to go back to Garcia. Um they changed the name of their show, it was the Bellas Podcast. I believe it's now the Nikki and Bree show. Total Bellas just ran what you have to think was their final episodes for Nikki's uh, reunion. So if it comes back, it's definitely not going to be under the Total Bellas name. But um, but even then, that was a show that they did, I believe, in conjunction with WWE. So does it even come back or does E go back to them with something new um, sans WWE?
1: I don't know, but... here's my Here's my question. Do you remember the comment they made around the Raw anniversary show when they said they were... They were they were disappointed in the way Raw featured wim, the women. Yes, for Raw Thirty, I guess it was. I think it was Raw Thirty. It, it I year. just I I just thought the way they went in, I was like, oh, that's a very sharp criticism for the Bellas who are back at least once a year for the Rumble, and you know are just so tied into WWE. So I I, I wonder. I'm sure at some point we'll find out. Um, what happened there but I wonder what else happened that made them think let's just because it's one thing to say hey we don't want to be currently thought of as in the WWE like we don't that we want to get away from that everyone has the right to grow even if that means giving up a branding or association a professional association that you're like why would you give that up sometimes you need to let go of something to make room for something else right and I, I dig that but in this case, it's interesting just because the Bellas—it's it—it's so established, and it it, I—it's so established in our world, and in some ways, it was still getting established in the mainstream world, and they decided to start over again, which is a t- Listen, they can do it. God bless them. They're talented, smart, hardworking, uh, women, but. That's tough. That's just a tough thing to do when you've been like kind of aspiring in the mainstream world. It's a tough. It's tough to start over again. I think it's. I think it was uh, closer to
2: established in the mainstream world than we might be giving them credit for, though. To be quite honest, I mean. Well, I just mean as far as the way
1: we think of it is like. To me, it's like what? It's insane. I so know them as the Bellas. I'm right. just guessing that in the mainstream world, where it's been, they've known of them half the time, if not less, that we have. You know what I mean? They're not. <laughs> yeah household names for everyone yet you know what i mean like a couple of dancing with the stars nikki who does a great job hosting uh the game show on uh usa, USA. you know like but but they're yet to be like and you know, they did mom- have
2: the second most popular show on e let's be it was kardashians and then the bellas
1: right right and that was big and that was that was like what peak of that was 16 17 something like that yeah I mean, that's still. Real. I know it doesn't seem recent, but in terms of building yourself overall to be a brand, everyone knows, still relatively recent. But listen, I, I think it's uh, like I said, they're they're dope and they can make it work. I'm just curious about what the uh, behind the scenes of it all was, and I'm obviously I'm sad that I guess that means they won't be popping up at Rumbles for a little while. But then again, it's the WWE. Let's be real. I'm sorry, this story doesn't end with the Bellas completely gone from WWE forever. I just no. cannot imagine that. I mean, no. Unless they're unlike every other person who's come before them who found their fame in WWE, I imagine we'll see them again. Yeah, listen, if Brett came back, the door is open for everybody. I that's think what Bre- I always say. Yeah, I think if Brett came back, I'm confident Bree and Nikki could work <laughs> things out. <laughs> yeah, but By- Oh, outside the ring, how dare you disrespect Brett opening a bar in Calgary? Oh. I completely forgot about the Hitman bar. We got to do a Cheap Heat live at the Hitman bar, Brett. We do. We do. I hear Calgary's beautiful. That would be so fire. We should go up there. You know what we should do? We should go up there and host a Cheap Heat live with Brett and Sean. That would be a good time. That would be fantastic. I think we can do it, too. I think we can do it. Oh, definitely. And uh, And we can get some pub for Brett's bar. By the way. Maybe I'll talk to Sean this week when you catch me on the uh, NXT stand and deliver broadcast. My what? return my return to NXT for the first time in like, do you remember I did a kickoff show on NXT like five years ago? Yeah, it was a long time. Long time. Long I think it was time. me and I think it was Charlie when she wasn't even doing the main kickoff shows yet. I think it, it was, was a Charlie. long time ago. Let me tell you, SGG, I have been deep in NXT for the last month. Are you in now? Have you been seeing
2: what people have been talking about about NXT 2.0 being a a high quality I'll,
1: wrestling show? I'll I'll say this, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of interesting stuff going on right now and some really really quality performers there. Um you know, will I will I be a consumer every week? I don't know only cuz my wrestling yo, I haven't watched I haven't watched the competition in a month, two months, you know. I've jumped in to see an MJF promo here and there, but like I just between SmackDown and Raw, my my wrestling bandwidth is just kind of full, right? Especially because your your life bandwidth is also kind of full. You're
2: your, the number one number one hip hop station in in definitely New York, I believe yeah. the United States, and I'm going to say the world because <laughs> New York is
1: worldwide. You know what? It's a great um, point when you add it all up like that. Yeah, yeah. You know what
2: I mean? The, the the number one afternoon sports talk radio show
1: well, once once number one yes but the, once, again, in future king. the, the once, once in future king, king. <laughs> <laughs> all right so real, real quick before we get into this week in wwe though because i have been watching it in case you don't know what's happening this weekend for stand and deliver which i believe is a 1 p.m eastern start time um and a lot of people are talking about this now you have uh the eight person mixed tag match chase you uh versus schism which has now become a big deal. Why, SGG? Oh, I know why. Go okay. ahead. Well,
2: because the leader... I'm, gonna, I'm calling her the leader. She's not. But we'll but go say, ahead. We'll say one of the members, but I'm calling her the leader. <laughs> because of that storyline of how she was unveiled and all that, I'm calling her the leader of Schism is Ava Reign, yes. who NXT fans might know as Ava Rain, but who longtime wrestling fans... Uh, may have referred to as Pebble because she's a, a chip off the old rock.
1: That's right. She's the Rock's daughter. Simone Johnson which all of a sudden, uh, Which all of a sudden adds a little bit of sort of mainstream flavor to this NXT match. It and does. And stand because, and deliver a card.
2: Because will we see the Rock? I mean, listen, the Rock's mom is notorious for popping up front row, whether her That's son is great- performing or not. So will we see her in the audience? Will we see The Rock in the
1: audience? Will you see
2: The Rock backstage?
1: <laughs> I, you know what? To be honest, I hadn't even thought about that part of it. That is exciting. So you have that uh, eight-person mixed tag. And U was pretty fun, too. Then you get the triple threat tag match for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Uh, and and there are a couple. Yo, man, the tag team division is very interesting. Gallus is a fun tag team who you can easily see on Raw or SmackDown. They're in the match with the Creed Brothers, also, also interesting. And then I got to tell you, sort of a cheesy gimmick, but a lot of fun. The D'Angelo family, Tony I'm D'Angelo <laughs> and Stax Lorenzo. Like, that, they're kind of fun. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see that match. That's a triple threat tag match for the NXT. And then remember, speaking of tag teams, Stand and delivers being hosted by Pretty Deadly. Another now, really fun tag team that you now see. Now, tell me, of, of all those tag teams, the ones that I see definitely popping on the main roster, if you will, is Pretty Deadly. Yeah. Like, yes. How, how, how do we describe what Pretty Deadly is in, in 2023? Just, just dudes who like, dress sort of in women's clothing?
2: I don't know if it's women's clothing, but they're very chic. They're very very—they're definitely blouses. It's blouses, <laughs> yeah, yeah, blouses. I guess you're right.
1: You can't call it women's clothing because a couple of weeks ago, they were wearing a top that exposed their entire chest and just covered their arms. So I guess you can't <laughs> quite say women's look. That's a great way of putting it, SGG. They're very chic. They push boundaries in terms yes. of what they wear to the ring. And that's why they're pretty deadly.
2: Yeah, they're very appropriately made because, listen, man, these are two... Coming from two handsome dudes, I think we can comfortably say they are also two handsome dudes. But if you get caught up in all that pretty, they will Watch also up your ass. <laughs>
1: They're deadly. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So uh, then we then we have a fatal five way um, uh, for the North American title. Wes Lee, the champion taking on all comers, including Dragon Lee, who a lot of people are very excited to see, JD McDonough, Ilya Dragunov, and Axiom. That is the five-way for the North American. Uh, Then they have a tag match for the NXT Women's Tag Championship, Fallon Henley and Kiana James uh, versus Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Um, Ladder match for the NXT Women's Championship, Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, Tiffany Stratton, um, Lyra Valkyria, and Indy Hartwell uh, right now. There is certainly speculation online. Will Roxanne Perez come back from her injury and compete in that match? Um, I guess we'll find out tonight uh, if that's happening or on Saturday. Then, of course, you have Broadbreaker defending his title against Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams. A lot of people think this is going to be Carmelo Hayes' time. Maybe Broadbreaker comes up on Monday night. Uh, and the last match, you could see this is the main event, um, if not the title match. You got Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller in an unsanctioned match. So a pretty solid stand and deliver card yeah, um, top to bottom, especially the top of it. That Gargano Waller and Breaker Carmelo, a couple of good matches there at the top. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a fantastic show. And like you said, on the East Coast, you don't have to wake up that early uh, to no. get to it. Um, and it's pretty cool. It's at Crypto. Like, is it a big, I wonder if they've sold out crypto.com, the house that Kobe built um, for this card. It's
2: possible. It depends on how many tickets they made available too, which is what I'm learning as we, as wrestling uh, podcasts continue to talk about selling out and not selling out and how packed is the house is that they're talking about tickets available. You know, you might still see some, some tarp. Well, that's
1: all. And then there's also the fact that you have all these with all events. Now you never know exactly what's what because the aftermarket dealers buy so many tickets. Right.
0: Right. This episode is brought to you by eBay motors, passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance, superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, led highlights, and more. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, yeah, everybody
1: pray for me. I think I got this. Um, (laughs) They just, when I first looked at the lineup, two things were funny about it. Number one, you got a lot of names. And when I say names, I mean names that aren't completely straightforward to read. Oh, yeah. That that women's tag team match. I mean... valkyria you know i i obviously i already knew Dragonoff, but just looking at the name Ilya on paper doesn't always yeah. feel easy you know there's just a lot of fun and then i'm like is that cool. two capital i's or is that two l right i don't know i don't know i'm looking at it right now and i can't tell then you look at um it's seven matches you go that's not that many names bro multi-man matches Five of the seven are multi-man matches with a lot of people in them. So I'm looking forward to that show. It'll be fun. Then I'll make my way over to SoFi and SGG. We finally got it. I don't know if you heard the Friday show, but on the something going on Friday, I got two pieces of mail that I loved. They were saying, Hey dude, you keep talking about, you know, Dominic and Ray and how, why has not the match been made yet? We know what's going to happen. It's going to get made at the hall of fame induction. And I'm like, yo, you know what? Yes, that's happening. And now, now what? Let me send an email because yes, I am going to the Hall of Fame. I have to be there for that. <laughs> a few hours, a few hours later, <laughs> the match gets made on SmackDown. By the way, I loved it. Loved how it ended no, up happening. I did too. <laughs> I'm good with it being this way. I just thought it was funny that that was like, oh, I have to see that. Now, granted, I'm thrilled to be going because. I don't know if you heard last week's uh, main episode. Dipperstein's lack of excitement for Andy Kaufman I found to be sort of staggering.
2: It's appalling. It's appalling. But I'm going maybe it's generational. Maybe like he talks about, you know, was it, he was born in either the late 80s or early 90s? I haven't pinned it down
1: exactly oh, yet. Well, um, he's 35, 35, at 35, 35, right? So, so no, yeah. he's 87. Late 80s. I think. Is that math right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His birthday's in June, so he's 87. So late 80s. So when are you he, born? What year are you? 85. Okay.
2: 85. So, I mean, this is just a case of him not doing his history then. Because,
1: yeah, I, I, I'm way <laughs> too young for Andy Kaufman too. I, this I is just, just
2: a case of him not doing the Googles.
1: I just, I love, every time Kaufman wrestling footage is on the screen, I'm watching it. I'm always mm-hmm. like, what well, was he, this is so crazy. And then, I don't know if you watch. You, know you know what's a fantastic A&E biography? Is that Jerry Lawler that dropped They go into the
2: Kaufman stuff, right? Oh, they they have super,
1: super deep, super deep into it. And Lawler's life in general is very interesting. Um, You know, he's sort of a weird guy interest wise, like his obsession with comic books and all. And he and music and, you know, and then you have people like Ric Flair saying like this guy beat everyone. Like all of the big names. He beat all of the big names. uh, Flair, Hogan. Andre, like, you name them, they got beat down there somewhere by Jerry Lawler. It happened. <laughs> to happen. And you remember, and then you get into the Kaufman thing. I always remember that scene in the movie when they revealed that they were friends. It always, like, it was one of, even though it was 1999, I think I said this last week, even though it was 99, it kind of really blew my mind on, re- on just how much of a work wrestling is. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, even that was a work? I was sure whenever I saw that, that was the real thing. Yeah, even when
2: you watch the tape, it's like the commitment. The commit like we talk about celebrities in, in in wrestling now and it's sort of like looked down upon, but when you think about back in the day when people came into this world, they really came ten toes down into the world of professional wrestling and committed to
1: it. Cause like he ate it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And with all due respect to our beloved half in Superstars of today, who are certainly more athletically gifted than Andy Kaufman, what they're not is a tenth as committed. Like no. his thing was, people are going to hate me. I'm going to keep wrestling women.
2: Yes, and was the way, I was gonna say it was deeper and those deeper were, than and those were a thing.
1: and those were a shoot. The wrestling women was a shoot. He was like, I'm going to have them come in. And then he had to literally wrestle them to a pin to keep his streak alive. And then he eventually gets the opportunity. And, and I, I saw in the biography, and I'll just leave it here so you guys all watch it. And again, thanks to our listeners who explained to me that if you download the a e app, you can watch a bunch of these for free. Some of them have been pulled away and now are behind their paywall. But as of a couple of days ago, Jerry Lawler was still free. Um, n- not shockingly Bill Aptor, the great Bill Aptor, played a huge part in this happening because he met Kaufman backstage at MSG and they actually showed in the doc Andy Kaufman being interviewed by Vince and Vince being like, I heard you want to be a professional wrestler. And he is like, I, yeah, I'd, I'd like to get into the wrestling business, blah blah blah. And he's talking about it. And Bill After's like, I, I saw him backstage that day, or right around then. And I told, I, I no, he saw Vince Senior. I apologize. He saw Vince Senior. And After says, Hey, Mister McMahon, or Hey Vince, uh, Andy Kaufman wants to be a wrestler. You you should do something with him. And he was like, He seems like a good guy. I love that he loves our business, but like, it's it's not. That's not something we're doing. And and then he went to uh, Andy and said, Andy, you should call do do you know my friend Jerry Lawler? <laughs> and Bill Bill Aptor was the go-between that led to it all happening. Mage. Go watch it. It's mage. I'm psyched to be at the Hall of Fame because of that. Great Muda, too. How is Dip not Amp just for yeah. Great Muda? I mean, it's I don't understand. The man's a wild man, but um I loved what they did. With Dominic, I had gotten to the point where I was like, "Man, if another week ends with Ray just dropping to the ground and rolling out of the ring again, I'm gonna lose my mind." And (laughs) and we almost got there too.
2: We almost did just get that because it happened. It did
1: happen. He was he was deep in the aisle. Yeah, he was deep up the aisle. It was over, and then Dominic starts talking to Ray's to the rest of his family, talking trash to his mother, to his sister. And when he tells his mom to shut up... It was so intense. <laughs> it was so... And no, no, you know what's was even worse? The worst part that would really get your ass whooped by your dad? The way he snatched that mic out of yeah, hand. <laughs> yep. He snatched yep. that mic so crazy. And then Ray came down. And the legitimate pop when Ray hit him showed yeah. me they, they had done this the right way. They, uh-huh. It was all done right. And they still did it at least a week in time. So we get the, gra- the little video graphics of them ready to go at WrestleMania. And I'll tell you right now, SGG, before we even start going over the card, that's my number one for the weekend. That's what I'm yeah. most excited about.
2: Show steal the potential for sure. Um, but even that story, like we talk about all the incredible stories um, some of these matches have going into WrestleMania year after year. And this is the one, right? Because like you said, they played it perfectly the whole way from Ray always telling you and telling anyone publicly and privately the Dominic match is not going down. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even even as they started this storyline where Dom kept antagonizing him and we knew it was going to go down. It felt like some part of it that Ray would just pull away, but now that we're here like
1: they hit all the right notes. Even at in all the right uh, times. Even in my interview with Dom. Yeah. He was like, I want to, but my dad's too scared, <laughs> which <laughs> yep. to me, which to me left the door open. Um, now, and a fantastic interview still, if people haven't listened to that, it is one of my favorites in, in recent times. Um, it's, it's a good one. Go back and listen to that episode or pull it up on YouTube. Dom was fantastic. I did not realize I, I watched Raw last night. I don't. I think I saw everything. When, when you look at the Wikipedia page here, night one is almost completely filled out. I didn't know um, that they were
2: saying which matches were on which nights. I know that some matches, they, they definitely said what night so it was going to be it, on. It
1: currently says for night one, Theory Cena, Rollins Logan, which we know. He made that yeah. very clear. And Theory Cena, they said, was going to
2: open up uh, WrestleMania. So, oh,
1: so he's going to be so on night
2: one, one first match.
1: So then, Cena's like, I have an appointment that night. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, mean, I got to get to dinner. Exactly. I got a set
2: visit on Sunday. I got
1: to yeah. I got to be up early. Um, six woman tag is that night. The Trish, Lita, Becky, Damage Control. It, they now have Brock and Omos as night one. They have Bianca, Asuka as night one, and Charlotte, Rhea as night one. Now night two, we know we have Roman and Cody. But that all but guarantees we're going to have the Usos the same night as Roman and Cody because they have already six on night one. And right now there's a total of 13 matches. There's six matches left. After Roman and Cody. So, and by the way, is there any room for one more match to get made that we haven't thought of or it's over?
2: (sighs) Because Bobby Lashley, what is Bob Lash doing? Is that match still listed?
1: Oh, Bray Bob. Bray Bob never got made.
2: So, so is that is
1: something going to happen on SmackDown where we end up getting that too? I don't know,
2: but th- there's a Bobby Lashley question that needs to be answered. How would he end up off the card altogether? He is in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on SmackDown, so maybe something he, happens in that battle royal that gets or him may, or on may, the card, or, or, or he maybe just that's wins it. it.
1: Yeah. But, or, or what if he wins the battle royal and shows up and we get a reunited, wait for it, hurt business to take out Brock Lesnar finally? That could be something.
2: That could be something. And I wouldn't mind that. I want to see Omos get that F5 first. Oh, no, he has to. But then Bobby Lashley got to come out after
1: that five. Yeah, I, I really, I really hope that is where they go here. I just. If Brock gets cheated and loses to Omos, it does nothing to hurt him. If Omos loses yet another match with a lot of eyeballs on it, bruh, how many pay-per-views can someone start their career with losses? I just don't know how you can continue that if you're hoping to do that. Yeah, I think he needs to defeat Brock Lesnar. That would be really his thing. That he's the beast slayer, you know, like that could really be, listen, Drew McIntyre and Brock, that was a long time ago. Yeah. And even Seth and Brock too, that was even longer. So like, there's still a limited amount of really big moments where Brock lost. So I I think you, I think you have Omos get cheated, whether it's, whether it's just MVP or whether they reunite the hurt business. I think I think Omos has to get away here. If you want to keep going with this and make him something, which I think they should. So anyways, we'll see. But I would imagine, SGG, that either the night one card is done or they add one to it, you know? And it should be the Usos. The Usos and KO. Unless for some reason they want them on the same night because of a story situation. I don't know. So that leaves us for night so we said Roman and Cody we know is night two. The other matches that are still out there that we don't know the night, but I'm guessing most will be on night two is Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. Another match you could easily, you that in Vegas, that might be the most likely to steal the show kind of match. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, ma- that match is going to be a hammer. Like, I'm sorry, that's going to be one that at first you're going to be like, oh, I don't really care about this match. And then when it starts, by the end of it, the play is going to be on its feet. You know that. That happens. That happens every time
2: with with, you have, with each of them. By the way, yeah, Sheamus each, and Drew and Gunther separately have always been able to have that magic with their matches. Where um, it you weren't starts, thinking about it,
1: and then you're like, "Whoa!" Sheamus had it last year. Show. Was it? Was it two years ago when Sheamus had that sick match? Two years ago, right? With, In against,
2: Tampa.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Wherever? Who was it against again? Let me pull up the and put the card. I'm gonna feel so dumb when we know. But he it was one of those ones where he just creeps up on you. Now, there's okay, so there's Gunther. Seamus and Riddle. Seamus and Riddle. Seamus right. and Riddle. So there's Gunther, Seamus, McIntyre, Edge, and Finn, Helena Cell. Demon uh, Finn. Big I'm sorry, the Demon Finn. That is very important. Uh Live and Raquel versus Natty and Shotzi versus Ronda and Shayna versus Chelsea and Sonya now who got in last night. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Can you believe that we're at a time? And I'm not saying that she'll never bounce back, but can you believe that we're in a time when Ronda Rousey's appearance in WWE at WrestleMania is in a four-team tag match? No. I'm sorry. And And sorry, it's not for the tag titles. It's just the show. It's just a showcase. So is it even for a
2: sh- uh, a future title opportunity? I don't know. No, yeah, not as as currently listed. No, is she's she? No, I cannot believe that Ronda Rousey, who was touted just a few years ago at WrestleMania and I believe New Orleans when she debuted as one of the biggest names outside of WWE that they could get, is now in. Unfortunately, what's called, or what's what's known by the fans as the "get them on the card" match. Just like I've never, I've never heard that name, but it, I certainly understand it. Just get, just get them on the card and and give them a little WrestleMania bonus that they can be happy with. Is that to see Ronda Rousey have that spot? I mean, it does show her commitment to the locker room that she,
1: you know, shows up week to week and doesn't want to just be a celebrity that she well, wants to know, be like. That is something woman. worth. That is something worth mentioning. Like, this this run, or whatever you'd want to call it, lack of, feels like maybe her showing to everyone, like, hey, I'm down to just be one of the people who shows up and works. Yeah. Because she's been having matches. They've been having tag matches, and they're not highly touted, and they're not a big deal. Like, they're just on the show. Like, the last, at Elimination Chamber, I think I saw. I saw her recently, and she was just, you know didn't have anything major going on you know what i mean yeah and it's not it's not because
2: she's not still ronda rousey you know what i mean they could flip that switch at any time but i guess it i guess that you know one way to look at it is her commitment to the locker room and to to not being above um the other women that she has to work with
1: um so, SGG, was there anything big that stood out to you last night on Raw or from SmackDown besides the Dom Ray thing? Or you think it's just worth us getting into some predictions here? Um, I think it's just worth us getting into some predictions because I think the
2: interesting things from the shows are going to be, we're going to have to touch on them as we go through
1: some of these matches. All right, cool. And I got 10 minutes. Um, And then again, of course, there'll be another episode this week with some combination of us. I don't know if I have a guest opportunity when I'm out there. I'm not sure yet. This whole week is so hectic. Oh, and I do want to say one thing, the most important thing. Friday, Button Mash, the greatest pop-up of all time. We're wrestling for sale. And you know what? Let me not even do this wrong. Let me shout out everyone who's going to be on there. But most importantly, heat and greet. Um, SUG, if this works for you, um, because I'm now going to the Hall of Fame. Um, I think our heat and greet time that we will be there, assuming it works for you, and I'm sh- I'm sure it'll work for Dip. Um, is going to be three thirty to five. Is that okay for you? Yeah, I can do that. I should be so able- right right after I get off the air at the K Show <laughs> at three thirty. If you want to meet the Debbie Downer, thirty five at thirty five, Dipperstein, the <laughs> the Conehead of the Cheap Heat Come podcast. On, not you. Sorry, to. sorry, not me too. No. Now
2: he's up a West Side Street, so. <laughs> I'm <actually been> roasted.
1: <laughs> if you want to get the physically pseudo-vacationing on this trip, Stack i did.
2: Right, right.
1: And myself, we will be at Button Mash, 1391 Sunset Boulevard, and we're going to be on uh, from 3.30 to 5. We'll be there hanging out. Shout out to Broken Skull Beer, Steve Austin's beer. They're a sponsor on here. Oh, of hell course, yeah of course wrestling for sale um who's going who has a, an incredible and insane merch situation going on um then we have in ring arts going to be there uh stash pages um Matt Botfin who does a great job so a lot of awesome wrestling people with different things for sale i mean Ted's Ted's collection that he's selling I've, i every time i think it's the craziest one nah it, yeah Nah, this is the one. This, if you've ever thought like, you know what, one day I'm going to say screw it and just spend $1,000 on a shirt or 500 on a shirt or 250 on a shirt, this is this the is one the to come to. It's absolutely insane. 3.30, we'll be there. We look forward to seeing you, taking some pictures, may, maybe having a, a sip of a delicious Broken Skull beverage. As for right now, though, SG, we get back into the card and let's just try to run through it. Um, we'll start with what we know. Night one, theory. Cena, who do you like? I like Theory. I don't
2: think it makes sense for John Cena to come back and win the United States Championship um, in the opener to a WrestleMania, even though that's what he did almost 20 years ago. Like He opened WrestleMania and won the United States Championship, but it's not going to be a full circle moment for him. It's going to be Austin Theory holding on to the
1: championship. So you're right. That is the only thing that seems to make sense. But for some reason, especially because it's starting the weekend, I'm going to go John Cena. I don't think it's his last WrestleMania. I think there's at least one more in the, in the can for this man. And um, I, I, for whatever reason, I'm going to go Cena, which takes us to Seth and Logan singles match.
2: Yeah. You know, Seth needs a win. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Seth needs a win. I don't think he's had I think he's had exactly one win on pay-per-view in the past year. Um this could be the this is an this is an easy one to give him. Um but then again, do they make Logan Paul even more hated? <laughs> give it to him. I don't know. But Seth definitely needs a win. No matter the fans love him. The losses haven't hurt his standing at all. But I mean it's WrestleMania.
1: And, and and is and is he a potentially about to go up even higher on the roster that That's the thing that I think. I mean a lot of speculation that Roman will go away for a while. You know, I've certainly done my share of speculating that Cody's going to turn at some point here. Do you mm-hmm. need Seth, you know, to get a win at WrestleMania and be that dude? Um, I don't know how much wins and losses matter for Logan Paul and the kind of attraction that he is. so uh, I tend to lean Seth. yeah. And,
2: and you make a good you bring up a good point because, listen, regardless of how that main event shakes out, and we're going to get there with our prediction, they're going to need a challenger. And Seth Rollins is a ready-made challenger no matter who walks out as the Undisputed Universal Champion.
1: Um. All right, let's get through these ones quick. Trish, Lita, Becky versus Damage Control. I'm going with the uh, Hall of Famers and Becky. I'm going Damage Control.
2: They're a unit. Wow. They're... they're, they're they are the tight team. Yeah, there's like a lot of fan, fan love between uh, um, Trish and Lita and Becky and all that mutual respect. But that doesn't, that doesn't be, be in a well oiled unit.
1: Um, wow, that's a that's a that's actually a good take. Even though I didn't see it that way, that is that is good. Um, Brock and Omos, I, I said it before. I think they find a way to give Omos a win here, crazy as it may be. After the F five,
2: yeah, I think so too. I think I think they have to. They're gonna give Brock what he wants. They're gonna they're gonna make those video packages look good with him. and Add another feat of strength to his resume. He's gonna probably hit a German suplex or two. He's definitely gonna hit an F five, and then he's gonna stare up at the lights because it has it's almost time.
1: All right, Bianca and Asuka.
2: <sighs> this is a tough That's, one to predict. That
1: side tells me you think it's gonna be Oscar. Let's just keep it. No, going. this is a tough one to predict. I love them both. I
2: love them both, and Oscar is. Uh, is someone who at any time can beat anybody. She, I mean, she dominated NXT, <laughs> completely dominated it. She's beat everybody on the main roster. Um, but Bianca's also been on a tear. She's Jane Cena, and it's very hard to bet against that.
1: Um, Bianca is my pick. All right, I'm going to Asuka. Um, Rhea and Charlotte. I'm going to Rhea. Yeah, it's Rhea's time. It's Rhea's time. And by the way, Sam said something brilliant on the show last week that we could be sitting on the precipice of this huge change where um, the bloodline loses everything and Judgment Day ends up coming out of WrestleMania as the, as the faction that's now on top. Rhea as mm. champion. Rhea as champion. Finn beats Edge. Just an up and down. Uh, Dom beats Ray, and they show up Monday like, yo, this is ours now. I think that's a fascinating idea by Sam. I'll go with Rhea in that regard. Um, Okay, now even quicker. Gunther, Sheamus, Drew. Sheamus. Gunther. Edge versus the Demon. 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 Uh, The women's WrestleMania showcase match. I will go Ronda and Shayna. I will as well. Men's WrestleMania showcase match. I will go Street Profits. I will as well. By it, the way, I just want to say right now, I don't know if we have time for Black Power rankings, but you know it'll be Montez for him hitting that splash where he turned to midair. What? My God. Yeah, it's he locked it up. He locked it up. And is that his new? I wonder if that's going to be his new all the time splash. Should be. Yeah. I've ne- never seen it look like that in my life. Me either.
2: He he locked it up for the month for the for the month of April with that splash.
1: Right. <laughs> uh the Usos versus KO and Sammy. I'm sorry, SGG. I, I think KO and Sammy walk with the titles. I think the.
2: I don't think the bloodline walks out of it with all of their titles. It's just about who do I think drops, and I'm gonna uh, go. With, I'm gonna go with Ko and Sammy.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go with Dominic over Ray.
2: Yeah, Dominic over Ray for sure. Maybe, maybe Ray even doesn't get to walk out with his mask still
1: intact. Yeah, very possible. And then we go to um, Roman and Cody. Oh yeah, uh, I- I'm going chalk here. I'm going Cody Rhodes. I know you're. I know you're going to go the other way. You said one of the Bloodline matches you think goes Bloodline. Um, I think they lose it all that night, and and we see what happens after that. I think the Cody story has been built up. I think, man, last week Cody's promo was so fantastic. He really gave me the like. Okay, this is his time moment. Um, but give me quickly, what do you think?
2: I'm going to go with Roman Reigns now. Um, Roman, his the first championship he ever held in the main roster was a tag team championship with Seth Rollins. He lost it by being pinned by Cody. That's how that's how the Shield lost their tag team titles. So history could repeat itself again. Uh, Cody could come back and take some titles off of Roman. But also I was listening to a Cody interview he did with DJ Ace over at the the BBC. And he said, Cody said, sometimes the better story is beaten by the better competitor. Now they were talking about it in the context of Roman beating Drew in Cardiff while talking about the upcoming, the then-upcoming Roman versus Sami in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And if Roman's going to be the better competitor every time, then that means it has to be every time. Cody has a great story, but if Roman's the better competitor, then Cody said it himself. It just is what it is. So I'm going Roman.
1: And there you have it, folks. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Come see us at Button Mash. Another episode coming up this week. We'll get into more of this. Um, keep an eye on all of our social medias at Stack Guy Greg at the Dipperstein at Rosenberg Radio on Instagram. I'm going to focus on Instagram, considering I'm thinking my days on Twitter are getting to be numbered here. Um, <laughs> I think everybody's days on Twitter. Yeah, I'm, cause I'm. I'm seriously considering pulling the plug once the once the verification situation happens on account of what it's going to mean for reliable news on that platform. So I may just go strictly. IG and just it feels like a great excuse to just lower my imprint on social media which I hate in the first place so SGG uh, I'll see you in Los Angeles it's and do me a favor and stay made. Take it easy man Take Ladies it easy. and gentlemen this is the main event of the evening at this time I would like to introduce in the corner to my left
0: Major Sweet Sweet Peter Rosenberg
1: and then I went to makeup and, like, stand in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself
0: together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at
1: this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Rick. Red Heart is the greatest
2: professional wrestler in the history of the art form. m